Welcome to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. What it do, baby booze? It is your girl Penny and Assy back at it again with another solo dolo episode. Today we are seriously catching the hell up, so let's really let's just get into it for real. So, if you follow me on Instagram you'll see that I've been traveling hella. And I mean back-to-back, nonstop, rock star lifestyle, might not make it, barely made it. I was wondering, like, people who travel, like, back-to-back, nonstop, and, like, just do things, like, nonstop, like, how are you guys actually living? I mean, breathing? Like, are, are you guys okay in the head? I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but the back-to-back travel lifestyle sans a routine is a lot but I'm adjusting and I had so much fun and you know just out here living loving all the things I went to Portugal to a island literally in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean called the Azores and the Azores is an autonomous region in Portugal in the mid-Atlantic, and the island is really characterized by the depth and dramatics of the landscapes, the fishing villages, the green pastures, and it was a very random pick of a place to go. One of my best friends, Bree, who travels a lot and has been to a lot of places, was like, oh, let's go to the Azuris. I heard it's like the Hawaii of Portugal or the Hawaii of Europe, and I was like, girl, let's do it. So... I'll get into a bit. I'll get into a bit of the trip and other updates as we go on. But yes, for the first part of the trip, I was solo, dolo, and then some friends came and joined me later. And then we went to go see Beyonce in Paris. So Beyonce in Paris was the main goal. And then we were like, if we're in Europe, we should go somewhere else as well. And my friends have already been to London, everywhere else. So that's where we that's where we went, those are ease. So I really was in the vibe for a couple of days by myself just to decompress, recalibrate, think about my next move. You already know, just some time to be still and really set goals, set intentions, just self-check myself on where I am at in my life and what I want next or things like that. And then also just like emotionally um, kind of thinking about different things when it comes to friends and close relationships and the letting go of it all or not letting go of it all with different relationships. And just wanted to really sit with myself and be like, okay, where, what are we doing? What's benefiting us? What's not? How are we moving? What's team? And yeah, um, an exercise that my therapist suggested for me while I was out there was to write a letter to the people that I wouldn't say I'm at odds with but in all relationships there conflict does arise or tension does arise and as someone who is a known people pleaser and nice kind person I don't advocate for myself enough when something is bothering me or when I don't like something I kind of just try to make peace of everything or just try to be the bigger person or try to see the best in everyone, which y'all already know this, 
but now it's not even about being a bitch. It's about advocating for yourself, which if that comes off bitchy, then so be it. But I really had been thinking about the whole nice guys finish last thing. And I'm like, yo, nice people finish last in all aspects sometimes, career-wise. Like being humble and like overlooked, stepped on, doing things for other people that wouldn't do nothing for you, you know, friendship-wise, doing things for people that won't do anything for you, going above and beyond for your friends because you care about them and want them to have good experiences. And it end up, ends up like sometimes burning you out or slapping you in the face for whatever reason. Um, and just really not feeling that reciprocity back from certain individuals. And I feel like all my life I have had that, but I really, truly, truly did not mind pouring and giving and I still don't but now I really am in a space in my life where I need to receive and so my therapist advised for me to just get things off my chest and like write people letters even if I'm not going to actually like give them the letter but just to articulate how I'm feeling and what's going on and of course the next step would be expressing that to the person and I'm definitely working on, or said people, actually. And I'm working on what that looks like for me and how that is all going to go. But um, what I do know is that resentment builds up when you don't talk about things. And honestly, you get closer with people once you have those hard and difficult conversations. So I'm working on having those hard and difficult conversations. And I wonder, do you guys ever go through those things where it's someone that you love, but they did some shit that you just really don't rock with and you really want to let them know, but you don't want to rattle any feathers or change the dynamic or even lose a friend. Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? How do we have these conversations? So I encourage you all to also do the same because resentment is not cute. You'll end up really despising and being disgusted by a person and just snapping at them or projecting at them. And it'll just keep getting worse and worse and worse, especially if they're still going to be in your life. So having the conversation as uncomfortable as it's going to feel will ultimately be a relief. So, yeah, that was a part of like my solo travel, just thinking about all of that to myself. And then when, when my people came, we turned up. We had a great time. And, bef- and so for the Paris portion, we will get into Beyonce. And I will be giving my two cents and we will be discussing perfectionism later and being okay with not being perfect and dismantling the idea of it all and how that ties into the Renaissance tour and how that ties into Beyonce, period. You know, where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. Per. But yeah, I love the Zuri's. One thing I learned about traveling there is how much fun it can be to choose destinations that aren't common. That may not be super sunny, it may not be Tulum, it may not be the beach in Miami, it may not be petty, or I did go to Paris, it may not be like, you know, a London or Japan, or just, you know, a place that you're like, oh, I've never heard of that place, because I had never heard of this place before it was brought up to me, and it wasn't even like a sunny island vibe. The Zuri's, literally, it's an an on-running joke in the island that they experience all four seasons in one day and I really experienced all four seasons in one day I would be laying at the pool and then it'll start raining 
or it'll get cold but then it'll be sunny again for a couple hours and it'll just go back and forth on these different seasons they even have this really cool app i'm gonna put the app in the bio because the app like basically lets you know what the weather is going to be like exactly at what time it's so precise it even has like video footage of, of everything so you know what to do when to do it there's lots of fishers and surfers and people like that who need to know like what's the tea on the weather for real but yeah I thought that I was going to be a little bummed out because the sun was not all the time but I wasn't it just allowed for doing other things that you would normally not do so I went to a yoga class, like an actual yoga class with the locals. And if you saw my Instagram, it was so funny. Like I was doing like my yoga pose and in different poses, like the instructor kept trying to push my butt in. And, and I'm just, I, I've heard ballerinas talk about how they'd have to suck their butts in or they would get tapped on their butt with like the a ruler or a stick to because you know, the look of a ballerina is a white person or a white lady, which does not have a huge derriere. But it was so interesting for that's happened to me. But the class was so great. She literally told me I was perfect, which ties into this perfection episode. And I'm like, that's so sweet. Of course, I'm not perfect. But to hear that from a random Azorian was lovely and she she was just lovely the yoga place was great so I do encourage people to also travel and just have different experience and experiences and just go to random ass places you know shout out to Kaiki it's a hookah bar out there in San Miguel and there was a Black guy who worked there, I'm blanking on his name right now, but if you ever go there, go to Kaiki. It literally is a hookah bar that reminds me of Houston. And it's so funny that I that we were out at a hookah spot. Like we would end up there most nights and it was just a ball. We could order food there. It was just like where we would end up like once everything is closed because places did close pretty early. So yeah, um, after Portugal, then it was Paris. We'll get that's a whole nother story that I'll get into like on another episode. Then I went to California and I actually just came back from Silicon Valley, like the Bay Area. And before we go into the next topic, I really want to tell y'all that the robots are here. They are already here. Silicon Valley, there were three instances, three things that I saw that made me be like, yo, like The Simpsons was real, Futurama was real, Mark Zuckerberg is dead ass on what he's saying, AI is, like I knew all of this stuff was coming in real, but it was act I actually got to physically see it. So the first time was I went to Whole Foods to get a birthday cake in Silicon Valley, and literally it said pay with your palm. Pay with your palm. I still have not Googled what that means, but do you put a chip in yourself? Like, how, I'm going to Google that later, but that was the first thing. Second thing we saw was these self-driving cars, self-driving cars with people in the back like Uber, roaming around town, big chilling at the stoplight with us and everything. It was honestly out. I was like, is this real life? Third thing was, at the airport, 
It was, it said, a manicure in minutes done by a robot. Express spa. What? A manicure in minutes done by a robot. Come on. Well, like, don't, don't take the ladies, don't take the Asians out of their jobs. They are not playing. And these are all things that were actually there and standing, not hypothetical at all. But yeah, y'all, that's it for my updates for now. We are going to move on to our next topic, which will be our pen pal letters. All right, y'all. So for the pen pal letters, you guys ask me questions. I give you advice based on my life experiences, not a professional studied a little psych here and there, had lots of life experiences, adore, I adore humanity, I love pe other people's stories, so that, my advice is just coming from that lens. So, and if you ever want some advice, email me, pennyperiodanassi at gmail.com, pennyperiodanassi at gmail.com, or DM me at pennypeace. So, here we go. Dear Penny, I want to travel alone, but I'm terrified. Why did you travel alone? How did you do it? And what is some advice that you have for a first-time solo traveler? Okay, so my first quote-unquote solo travel was to Tulum right after the pandemic. And I had friends that were there, but I went, like I had a couple days by myself. And I think that's like a really good way to start. Even this time, it's like I had my days to myself and then my friends came later. And I think it's fun because you have something, something to look forward to, but you also get to just have some days where you just get to do you, kind of live like a local, take your time with things, you know, not the bum rush of like shots, this, vacation, ah, excursion here, dinner here, you know, the whole nine of itinerary basically. But yeah, um, I would plan a trip with friends first and then have, even what would be cool, I'm going to do this too, have days after where you're by yourself. So you already are acclimated to the place. You've already seen some things, know some things, know the vibe, and then you get to spend those other days like by yourself. Um, so that's one. Definitely make sure someone has your location because we are not trying to get sex traffic out here in these streets. Um, ask someone who is really tiny and people fear from fear for my life more than I fear for my own sometimes because I'm really not that scary of a person. I'm kind of daredevilish when it comes to just exploring and taking risks, especially when traveling and just living life. I just love, I'm, I'm a curious, very curious person and I, I love to see like what the locals are doing, like what are they doing? And my favorite thing to do is to find a local who seems trustworthy, use your gut instinct, whether it's someone that might work at your hotel or if you're staying at a hostel, the person that works there. Sometimes they even have people at different hotels and hostels that can be your tour guide and take you around. Um, acts like an Uber driver or someone like, you know, where do people go eat and kind of build your itinerary, your personal itinerary based off of those suggestions. Um, always have a plan for dinner. And I love to do this, go grocery shopping and 
do one meal because when you go to the grocery store, you really get to see how people are, are really living because those are just people that live there going to get their food and going to go cook it at home. So I will also suggest to have a mental, spiritual, or emotional goal attached. Like, okay, what do I personally want to gain from this trip? What am I seeking? What am I searching for? Is it stillness? Is it adventure? Is, you know, what is it exactly? And go for it. So like I told y'all, for me, it was stillness for sure for this trip. And I also wanted to emotionally like let go of things or like just rationalize things. So yeah, come with a goal. And also to like write my letters, as I said before. And I remember for Tulum, my goal was adventure. Like I was trying to see something. Like I was doing excursions by myself. I was meeting people and going to the cenotes by myself. I was doing all of the things. So yeah, make your plan, make your itinerary, find someone that is trustworthy and do what they do and even in Paris we asked a girl who was like she she said she liked my pants I was like thank you we start chatting it up about life we asked her like yo like what do y'all what's there to do like where's a pop in like hip-hop type club she gave us the best spot in Paris when when y'all see my Paris clips y'all gonna be like you was cutting up sis you was cutting up Paris was so much fun but yeah talk to people be open, do not look scary, do not look lost, smile, have the, have good energy, don't be judgy over a place. Like I feel like Americans can be snooty going other places and just think that they're living wrong. It's like, no, we're all living. If anyone's living wrong, it's America, sweetie. Okay, Buki, that's who's living wrong. But don't look down on other places. So yeah, that's my advice for that. We are going to move on to change of the week. But before that, like I said before, thank you guys all for all of your comments and everything. Be sure to email me, pennyperiodanasty at gmail.com or DM me, pennypiece, for your pen letter. And let's, let's get through this life together, hun. For change of the week, I want to just shout out Juneteenth and the actual holiday that Juneteenth has become and I was in Oakland for Juneteenth riding someone's four-wheelers having a blast jamming to Kamaya and different Oak the sounds of Oakland okay at I think the club was called Crybaby in Oakland if you are an Oakland listener I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about but yeah, I was online though and I was looking at my all my friends in Brooklyn that were at the layouts and the um, goodbye party for Old to Babel. And I just want to shout out the layout for change of the week. And okay, let's let's backtrack. If you didn't have Juneteenth off, I'm letting you know now that your company is racist. Point blank period. Watch your back. And that's just that on that. But the layout and ode, the black people commenced. The black joy was outside. It was looked like a full flood and sea of shea butter and coconut oil and the flyest threads and just beautiful black. I'm like, damn, like people look good. That's all I kept seeing. It's like, y'all look good. 
And I love that for us. Like, all the Casamigos that y'all get to drinking, y'all still look that good? Wow. I love that for us. Black really don't crack. But, yeah. So, I just want to share a bit about the layout. It was founded by Emily Anadu Manchuka Maglor, Michael Olo... Olo Michael Oloyedi, Olode, I'm fucking it up, Cyrus Aaron, um, and it was made after the murder of George Floyd, and the layout basically creates events throughout the, e throughout the year where black people can take up space without fear of their own environment, and I remember like the first one, I didn't even know it was, that's what was happening, because I was literally in my own little bubble, but I remember going to the park with a friend, and just seeing all these people like laid out in black at the park, like just eating and drinking post COVID, which wasn't, which was a new thing because we couldn't drink. So people would definitely just like lay out at the park and drink, but it was looked like a thing was happening. I had no idea what it was until later. That shows you how much I'm in my own world sometimes and not caring about the mixy stuff. But yeah, it literally is a movement and I think that Juneteenth is really turning into a holiday and I really love to see it. So this year's for Juneteenth celebration for the layout, um, it began at 10 a.m. and there was a meditation session first and then a marketplace that featured over 50 black-owned brands and then, of course, a DJ set. My homie, Corey Towns, was one of the DJs, along with a, a lot of other amazing women and other DJs. And the tagline for the event was straight joy, no chaser. Cute. Cute. And it that's, that's so appropriate for what I saw happening. And all my friends were calling me, asking me where I was at. And, like, people were just, like, they saw every person that they've ever met in their New York life at this event and I'm like it's giving anxiety <laughs> but everyone had a blast so I was like damn like I, I was gonna see everybody no I'm not I wouldn't be mad at it. I just feel like it would be actually pretty joyous and yeah so shout out to the layout and the founders of the layout for creating a safe space for black people I saw someone getting proposed, and if you're ever in Brooklyn or traveling to Brooklyn, it's definitely something, something that you guys would want to attend for sure, hands down. Fashion down. Like, at first, you know, you go to the park and, you're, and you just go real chill. No, you need to plan your outfit ahead of time for this, boo-boo. But yeah, let's move on to our next topic. And Oh, and happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth, although it's late. I love being black. I love being African. Let's move on to our next topic, which will be my two cents. So for my two cents, let's talk Renaissance tour. I am a Beyonce fan, hands down, for sure. Do I claim to be a part of the Beehive? Not, not necessarily after seeing how the Beehive acts, but I do know every Beyonce song word for word, and she is top five of my favorite artists and of course I had to go to the renaissance tour but the question was where would I go and then everyone my homegirls were like let's go to Paris and it seems like all of the black girls got the memo to go overseas for this tour which I love that for us 
black people getting in their travel bag. We love to see it. And I don't at all want to spoil the show, especially for my Houston listeners. I was one of those girls who did not look at any of the footage because I, I love surprises. I want to be shocked, surprised, and experienced. So the Houston girls don't go till September, so I'm not going to ruin the show for you guys or anybody in the States all. Truly, but it was a night to remember, and I just want to share what I walked away with, which was shedding perfectionism. If you're online and in the pop culture mix at all, you know that people have been saying that Beyonce is dancing less, the tour was heavy on the visuals and mainly focused on the dancers, and Beyonce was not giving her normal boom cat cat. She wasn't giving She was still Sasha Fierce, but maybe just more Sasha than Sasha Fierce. And you could, during the show, you could see a bit of anxiety on her face. Like, as an empath and someone who, like, really observes body language and stuff like that, like, I could see a difference just, like, in her face and mannerisms, whether whether that comes from old age whether that comes from just being a whole new tour, not touring for so long, wherever it comes from, it was definitely a different vibe and essence that was on Beyonce. And there was even a time where she stumbled over her words and caught herself. And I remember her saying someone screamed something and she was trying to say something back, but she like stuttered. And then she was like, oh my gosh, y'all got me speechless, which was a great save because, you know, that's definitely was a save to be like stuttering like oh my god I'm speechless so Beyonce slay truly that that was a slay but also it just like let me know the person that we think is so perfect isn't perfect either you know what I'm saying and I could see her not knowing what to say during some monologues and via crowd interaction I could tell I just tell something was different but it was still 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 one of the best concerts that I have ever attended. If you're really close to me and you may have seen on here that like I used to, when I was younger, not talk, very, very shy. And especially when it came to presenting myself on a public platform, it really took me a while to get comfortable in front of the camera and speaking on stage and doing anything where I had to present something, some information or host I would normally be a complete wreck before. No one would ever be able to tell because once I hit that stage, it was a different story. But in my mind, my family, whoever was close to me at the time, they know what it took to get me out of that shell. So as someone who gets nervous as all hell sometimes, it was so inspiring to see Beyonce pull off a whole show that was two and a half hours long in front of thousands of people, thousands, thousands of people, and really push through her imperfections and give us a great show, Uh, an amazing show. I'm, shit, now I'm speechless, shit. But she just did the damn thing, and it just really left me with, a sense of just do the damn thing and don't worry about perfection. I personally have been a victim to the perfectionist in me. It's even especially with this podcast, with everything I want 
it to be and how I how I want it to be and what I imagine. And now that I'm seeing all these other podcasts out and, you know, comparing myself and this, this and that and just thinking it's like content overload and just it's not special anymore. All of these things. And it's like, no, like just do the damn thing and do not worry about perfection. And the more I do, the better I will get. And I just, all I have to do is do. So the more I do, the better I get. So I must just do. Let me repeat that one more time. The more I do, the better I will get. So I must just do. And just don't sit on your work. Just share it with the world. Just share it. And I wrote these notes right after the show, like my own personal notes. And my friend Darian, she has a brand called Studio Simone. She went to the show in London and she had the same sentiments. Ironically, we're both Virgos, which is hilarious. And she had a really dope quote that I want to read out. She said, Beyonce didn't need to, quote unquote, dance more. All she had to do was show up with her gifts and her imperfections. And that's what she did. Turns out that was enough. Bars. Literal bars. So that's a message to all fellow perfectionists. Show up with your gifts and imperfections, and I promise it will turn out to be enough. With that being said, let's move on to our next topic, which will be gold. So for gold, I highlight people, things, works of art that I think are gold. And I want to shout out a creator that I absolutely adore. Her name is Monet McMichael. She got her claim to fame doing, doing beauty, fashion, and lifestyle content. And she's from Philly. She's like 23 years old, Puerto Rican and black, um, was a nursing student. And she has some of the best and most consistent, unique to self, but still very much so within the Times lifestyle content when it comes to the get ready with me's and the try on hauls and you know all the lifestyle things the girlies are doing on tiktok these days you know making y'all's bed and shit like that whatever you're, you know but yeah i feel like she created a standard for editing and the way that she edits the girls are biting off of it truly if you know you know but she truly showed consistency without perfection as well and I've watched her YouTube journey for the past two years or so. I like I went back and watched, but I just got onto her. And you can literally progressively see her growth. And she just started off with an iPhone and a dream. I also really love how she includes her family and her consistency just was unmatched. So shout out to Miss Monet McMichael. She was just featured in Vogue and you can just see the elevation of her life. And I just want to give her gold because she's amazing and a testament to what happens with consistency and not thinking about perfection. Real life results. So let's move on to our last topic, which will be peace of mind. So for peace of mind, I don't know what's in the air, but my family, cousins, uncles, aunties, everyone, not sure if people have just been going to therapy or what, but everyone has been having so many more 
conversations that involve their emotions, their traumas, just their mental overall. And in an African household, a black household, you guys know those things weren't talked about, but it's been very therapeutic to talk about the really ugly things that our parents experienced, that we might've experienced generationally, and just kind of put it all on the table. And we've, we've just been dishing what went right, what went wrong, and it, it just has me really excited for the future of our family and our lineage. I know that we're gonna keep getting better and better, and just having those conversations as a family with my cousins, it's just, I love this quote, we've been saying this in our family, on the other side of healing is living, and right now we're definitely in the healing phase, and I see that living phase creeping up. Some of us are living, some of us are still healing, but on the other side of healing is living it out, living life out, and I cannot wait to be more healed for my kids and my kids to be more healed for their kids and so on and so forth. So for peace of mind, I want to say just having those vulnerable conversations about family has really been bringing me peace of mind. And if y'all want to do the same, do it. Like just bring something up to a cousin like, yo, like was your mom doing like this or just, you know, you'll you'll be surprised on what people are willing to share and what you'll gain from it and how affirming it is to know that you weren't alone in certain things. So that is peace of mind. And as well as the end of our episode, that felt so good to record. And I love y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with me. And see y'all in the next episode. Be sure to like, follow, subscribe, leave a note, leave me a comment, download, all of the things shout out to capital fm kenya for sponsoring the show and i'm very excited for the future as always love you guys so much bye